Welcome to Living Bread Radio Presents, a program designed to teach and evangelize about the Catholic faith through various speakers and presentations given throughout the area. Today's show features Father Nicholas Mancini, a priest of the Diocese of Youngstown, Ohio, and his series entitled Blessed John the 23rd, a biography of the man. And now, Father Nicholas Mancini. And welcome back to our program on Blessed John the 23rd. I'm Father Nicholas Mancini, and I welcome you once again into the very depths of good Pope John the 23rd, the Pope of Vatican Council II, the Pope who brings us into the relationship with our brothers and sisters in a bond of unity, of oneness, and a refreshing breath of the power of the Holy Spirit. As John's counsel proceeds, John's inspiration and ideologies are formulated as he invites the leaders to put themselves before the tremendous responsibilities they carry in the eyes of history. And what counts more before the judgment of God? He says, and I implore them not to give way to deceptive pressure. In fact, it depends on wise men that law with free and legal negotiations prevail. We must look at truth, justice, in the light of every person, of each man, woman, and child. And John urged people not to get caught up in exaggerated nationalism or be deceived by false teachings. He wanted to make sure that the Second Vatican Council and the Fathers would present the true inspiration of the Gospels. Thus, John now opens up that whole new event of sacred scripture for us. He opens up the book of the way to the kingdom of heaven. He opens up the spiritual strength of the church as he tells the council fathers, we cannot let society fall into the brinks of modernism. We must prevail with the truth and the inspiration of the sacred scriptures in bringing the message of faith through this council to our brothers and sisters who seek Jesus Christ. John knew he could reach people and the world directly, and he wanted to do this so desperately. He even used the media who would broadcast on the news how the council was progressing. 
He used the radio, television. He used the press to make sure the true message of this council would radiate across the world. He wanted his ideals and that of the council fathers to be set into motion so that the church would be in the forefront of the light of Jesus Christ. As he spoke to the council fathers, he told them, not only are we here for theological and liturgical principles, but we are here as shepherds of faith, as shepherds guiding our flock in this vast newness of society, this vast newness of a world that now is changing so rapidly. And we must see the needs of the people. Christ has left us on earth to become the beacons that give light, teachers who give knowledge, so that we may discharge our duty like angels, like heralds among men, so that we might be grown men among young men, men of the spirit among men of the flesh, and win them over so that we might be seed and bring forth good fruit. It would scarcely be necessary to expound doctrine in our life if it were not radiant enough, if we behave like true Christians, then there would be no pagans. John presented this message in a dramatic, powerful way to the council fathers. He wanted them to truly understand that when they bring this council back to their various dioceses, they were not just bringing messages or pages in a book. They were bringing the Holy Spirit unto God's people in a clarity and in a purpose by which truth and the realities of truth must be preserved in the dignity by which the council fathers intended them. Thus, John the 23rd reminds them that the first fruit of such unity must be peace and obedience. Obedience to the church. Obedience to the will of God. Unity in the hearts of all people to seek Jesus, to become part of Christ, living and breathing with him in each and every part of this council. He wanted the bishops to make it clear in their own diocese, in their own countries, that as these documents were being opened up, to their people, 
They would be like the good shepherd, guiding the flock in the green pastures towards the kingdom by which Christ himself has taught the glory of that kingdom, the glory of oneness, truth, and peace. He wanted the council fathers to leave this council with the assurance that as they go forth, they would go forth to baptize, to preach and teach in the newness which was regenerated in this council, in the power of that Spirit by which each and every document would be poured forth into the Spirit by which it was intended to be, to be interpreted the way the fathers developed them, the way in which the church in that bond of unity was to open up this council to the world so that all may see the overall perspective of this good Pope John the Twenty-Third, by which he wanted this new Pentecost, as it were, to be, as he says, this divine providence in elaborating the great mystery of this new Pentecost by which the church must go forth and proclaim life together in the vastness of this 20th century, that mankind could hear the cry again of John's words and know what the Baptist meant. Here is the Lamb of God. This is Him, Jesus the Christ. And this is what the Baptist cry, John the 23rd, was saying to the fathers, must become when you bring the message of this counsel to them. This is the Lamb of God, the sublime oneness of church, the sublime oneness of the life generated by Jesus Christ. He wanted this counsel to truly be the theme of the new heaven and the new earth in which justice dwells according to the promise of Jesus. He wanted this counsel to be truly an inspiration to open the door to our brothers and sisters in an ecumenical spirit by outstretching our hands and welcoming them into that peace of God's mercy and love. He wanted us to see that the signs of the times flowed right out of the concept of peace and unity. He wanted to present the order of things in the divine providence leading us 
to a new order of human relationship with our brothers and sisters. He wanted that relationship to bring about true peace in the order established by God. Yes, Vatican Council II, John the Twenty-Third had envisioned to be that council of peace, that council by which that spiritual and profound oneness of that Pentecost would bring us into the light of the oneness of God's people so that every man, woman, and child can truly become a messenger of Jesus Christ. He wanted to bring before the eyes and the hearts of the Council Fathers a work of the Lord with fruits that would produce abundantly the glory of Jesus. He wanted them to understand now their role as bishops was changing. Their role as bishops had to be one now by which they must go out among their flock and begin to teach, sanctify, and strengthen what the council was urging them to do, to be pastors among the flock in a modern world crying out for peace. Peace, John the 23rd says, is that eternal wisdom of God himself. For did not our Savior tell us, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. He wanted the council to understand that this wisdom that they must bring forth must be that exercise of God's love that exercise of by which he himself reached out and touched the poor, the sick, the brokenhearted. He wanted the Second Vatican Council to be an outreach of missionary activity to all God's children. He wanted the Second Vatican Council and all of its documents to be an inspiration and a guiding force to bring us into truly the light of our faith. This was his plan, and this was the plan by which he opened up that council. This was the forefront by which he himself expressed what he wanted the council fathers and the church in general, the people of God, to do. He wanted this council to be a motive for wholehearted thanksgiving to the giver of 
every good gift in order to celebrate with joyous centicles the glory of Jesus our Lord, the glorious and immortal King of ages and of people. He wanted the Second Vatican Council to demonstrate and to bring into the light that message of the Gospel of Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his justice. He wanted the Council Fathers to express the direction in which our thoughts and energies must move. He wanted that Council to present the documents by which they were deliberating and bringing forth into the Church to inflame the numerous fields of human activity, individuals and families and social life. He wanted them to understand the principal duties and man's relationship to Almighty God. This was the wisdom of John the 23rd. This was the wisdom by which he wanted to make available to man and the church the beauty of this council. He wanted our worship to be more devout, more reverent, more in a sense of opening up the spirit by which we could actively participate in the liturgy in prayer and devotion with reverence and respect for Jesus in the Eucharist. He wanted this council to be the turning point and the springboard for his successors. For as he says, this must be the inspiration by which we draw the treasures of wisdom and knowledge from the resources and the great vastness of the beauty of Holy Mother Church. This was to be an apostolate by which John the Twenty-Third spoke to the Council Fathers of being that breath of fresh air in this 20th century that he was plagued and faced with on the brink of nuclear holocaust. He wanted them to understand and he wanted the whole world to understand that the message of truth and hope and peace was truly a resource by which the Second Vatican Council could be for the world an inspiration to draw strength from, not to divide, but to unite. He quotes the words of Peter, our first pope, when he says, I have neither gold nor silver, but what I have to give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. In other words, the church does not offer to men riches, but it offers the grace of God by which we as sons of God must rise up in this modern world and bring light to people the light of faith, the light of hope, the light of justice and peace.
John touched on many topics that he presented to this council. But the primary focus by which he wanted the council fathers in all of the documents to put forward was that fullness of peace, of justice, of hope, of giving, and a desire for mercy and forgiveness and reaching out and extending the hand to our brothers and sisters and an ecumenical effort to bring unity, as Jesus expressed, that all may be one as the Father and I are one. That being so in that bond that we can come together again in the joy and the fraternal charity of Jesus Christ. John's principles for this council of what he wanted church to be was in the fulfillment of the light by which he says the Catholic Church considers her duty to work actively in this great mystery of unity which Jesus invoked with fervent prayer from his heavenly Father on the eve of his sacrifice. Indeed, he says, if one considers this unity with Jesus implored for his church, it seems to shine as a ray of spiritual light. This is what he wanted now, the council fathers, to understand. He wanted this council to be vibrant in bringing out the light of Christ. He wanted this council to surround the divine light and spread the rays over the entire world. That this council, as the fathers would go back to their homelands, would be radiated with that new spirit of love, of unity, in that bond by which that first Pentecost day inspired the apostles to go out and proclaim Christ. This is what John the Twenty-Third envisioned for Vatican Council II. It is the dream by which he hoped that the Council Fathers would bring to their priests, the religious, the faithful, and to non-Christians, that this bond of the light that illuminates all will strengthen us in that spiritual unity, that that divine light would spread the rays of love over the entire earth, that peace could be found in the hearts, the minds, and the souls of mankind, that the world of the 20th century would put aside nuclear weapons, that it would put aside the means of making war, that this council could provide the means of the path of love and peace for all peoples. He wanted this council to truly be in the light of the modern world an inspiration of hope among all people. He wanted Vatican II to truly be that source of strength 
that source of love, and that source by which every Christian family could be visibly set in to the mold of the documents of the council, living them in the light and in the spirit of the true meaning, the true meaning of what those documents mean for everyone. That was his envisionment. That is what he hoped for. That is what John the 23rd wanted to give the council fathers. But as this council progressed, John's health was failing. He would prepare what would become his legacy or his last testament, as we mentioned earlier, Pachamenteris. This, for him, would summarize peace on earth. It would bring about the key by which his successor would have to open the door to the second session of the council. It would be the key by which he had hoped that mankind would understand what this council was all about. Not about change, not about what we must do as individuals, but what he wanted this council clearly to be defined as was a council of peace. Peace, peace. Those were his greatest words. And in the document, that encyclical Pachamenteris, John, as he signs his name to this, would hope that this document would lead the brothers into a newness of their understanding of what now Vatican II would be all about. Until next time, may God bless you and may the Lord continue to build up His love within your heart. We hope that you've enjoyed this production of Living Bread Radio Presents. For a copy of this program on Compact Disc, call 330-966-2903 or send an email to orders at livingbreadradio.com and reference the program broadcast date. This has been a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. Join us again next week at the same time for more Living Bread Radio Presents.